0: I'll tell you what, I mean, singles groups, for anybody who's gone to a singles group, I mean, I I, I am just thankful I made it out alive, you know? Um, the going to singles groups, church singles groups can be a rough experience. Uh, and and we need more than that for those who are either called to celibacy or are in singleness for a period of time. I've grown up in the church, been in the church for a long time, was a pastor for 12 years, etc. And the reality that I'm seeing in the church, is that singleness is almost treated as if as if it's something to be fixed, as if it's something to be cured, a disease to be cured. We need to do a lot more for them in terms of creating space within our own homes. Uh, we need to be inviting them into our homes. We need to be inviting them into our lives to 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 do more than just have dinner with us on a you know once a month or, or even once a week. And also recognizing that as people are coming out of addiction or out of brokenness, uh, there's a long season, a long journey to be on. And one of the things that is so healing isn't just hearing truth, that's very important, hearing solid preaching, solid teaching, very important stuff, but it's also being in an environment. reality is that every single person who's married was once single, obviously, duh, right, of course. But I also know what it's like to go through a divorce that I did not want, um, that only lasted, a marriage that only lasted for a few years before um, my ex-wife decided that she was not in love any longer and uh, wanted to pursue a life without me. And there, and there were reasons for that. There were things that I contributed to that brokenness for sure, no doubt. It wasn't just an arbitrary decision that she made. There were a lot of reasons for her dissatisfaction in that. But my point is that I know what it's like also to not just be single before marriage, but I also know what it's like to be single for 15, 16, 17 years in between marriage. And what I find is that the church uh, does a pretty good job, um, in many cases, does a very good job of really welcoming in and creating a place for the nuclear family, uh, for a mom and a dad, uh, for children as well. And I think um, there are a number of things that, that the church should not in any way diminish on that front. Uh, we need to increase the value of the nuclear family and our um, value of of children. Children are a gift from the Lord. And so we need to be celebrating that in addition to that, though, we need to be aware that there are a number of couples who um, don't have children that are having a difficult time uh, having children, and and so as much as they would love that, when when they're constantly hearing everything oriented around not just mom and dad or husband and wife, but also uh, children as well, and that and that's the only emphasis um, in the church, or maybe not the only, but such a strong emphasis in the church, it can feel like they're sort of they're not quite included, um, especially, and and that that goes along with the pain they're already feeling of the deep, deep longing to have their own children and yet um, uh, dealing with an either an inability or a not yet in having their own children. But beyond that, in addition, I would say one of my biggest concerns, the reason I wanted to to do a video on these topics is because I'm really concerned about the fact that we live now in in uh, an American culture where uh, there are as many single individuals, single adults, that um, people who are not yet married or people who have been married who are now divorced, there are as many singles as there are married couples and families. And, and for the church um, to not really address and to not really create a uh, focus on creating a sense of belonging or a sense of home for them. Uh, the 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 truth I believe is I see and I've I've grown up in the church, been in the church for a long time, was a pastor for twelve years, etc. And the reality that I'm seeing in the church is that singleness is almost treated as if as if it's something to be fixed, as if it's something to be cured, a disease to be cured. And, and maybe that's too strong of a word in, in that idea of a disease to be cured, but it's at least, at a minimum, something to be fixed for almost everyone. Everybody seems to want to set up the single individual, the single woman, the single guy, with someone that they know. and And I'm not saying that there's anything inherently wrong with that, but are we even stopping to consider, is this one who God has given a gift of celibacy to? Is this one who God has given a kingdom call to where they need to, to remain single? And if that's true, um, how can we as a church body bless them in their singleness? How can we as a church body help to comfort them in their desire to, a natural desire to be with someone else, to be with a husband, to be with a wife? Um, and yet that, that, internal sense um, from God that he's calling them into something different for the sake of the kingdom. And um, I think that we need to do a lot more in regard to both blessing that call and that perspective. And at the same time, we need to be doing a lot more in terms of creating a home for them and creating a, a place for them. Now, whether that's whether that's someone called into long-term, lifelong celibacy by God, or that's somebody who's in a season of um, of a couple of years, or five years, or ten years, or what, fifteen, whatever it is, a number of years of um, of living as a single individual within the body of Christ for the purpose of serving kingdom um, kingdom values and kingdom purposes we need to do a lot more for them in terms of creating space within our own homes. Uh, We need to be inviting them into our homes. We need to be inviting them into our lives to, to, to do more than just have dinner with us on a, you know, once a month or, or even once a week, that's a good thing. I'm not putting that down, obviously, but people need a sense of belonging and they need a family to be a part of. And so I think that we can do a much, much better job as the church of creating that space and also recognizing that as people are coming out of addiction or out of brokenness, uh, there's a long season, a long journey to be on. And one of the things that is so healing isn't just hearing truth, that's very important, Hearing solid preaching, solid teaching, very important stuff, but it's also being in an environment, having, uh, and 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 really, I'm talking about the environment of home, being in a place where I I I have my own room and I go to go to sleep in somebody else's home who has opened up their home and their family to me, and I wake up as part of their family in a sense. And I know I'm not their nuclear family, but I get to be a part of their family. I was the recipient of that in a couple of different instances in my journey. And I can't tell you, um, even express fully, how healing it was, how stabilizing it was to not just have my own place that I operated out of and had relationship and had fellowship at different points, but I actually had a home that I could live in and belong in and belong to when I was really on this journey of recovery, of um, out of sexual addiction, out of um, uh, all kinds of relational addiction, and really beginning to understand or, or beginning to learn who I actually am in Christ, who I actually am as a man made in God's image. And I needed more than just a good program and good teaching. I needed a place to soak. I needed a place to to marinate in not a perfect environment, there is no such thing in in this life, but a whole enough environment where I got to see mom and dad interacting with their kids, or I got to to have um, roommates, buddies, who who loved each other well and were encouraging each other in their faith and in the gospel. Uh, Whatever that looks like, um, we need to be more aware, I believe, as Christians who have extra space in our home, who have extra bedrooms in our homes, who does God want to put there? Psalm 68 6 says, God takes the lonely and puts them in family. It goes on and says, only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. But the the nature and the heart of God is to take lonely people and put them in family. Now, of course we have to be wise about in discerning about who we invite into our family. But too often, I don't even think we're even considering the possibility of having somebody who's not part of our biological family come and live in our home and and, and receive the benefit of what it's like to have a spirit-soaked, spirit-saturated, God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit environment where they can just be and, and grow in that space. So, again, this comes back to my, my heart and concern mostly for those that are, uh, are single and have not yet been married or are on the other side of a failed marriage or two um, and are finding themselves in great need of more than um what the christian community has been typically giving to them i'll tell you what i mean singles groups for anybody who's gone to a singles group i mean i i i am just thankful i made it out alive you know um the going to singles groups church singles groups can be a rough experience uh and and we need more than that for those who are either called to celibacy or are in singleness for a period of time so I hope this makes sense to you. Um, We would be more than happy to have a conversation with you at Love and Truth Network about what does it look like to either to be ones who start considering, um, God, are you calling me to open up our home, to open up um, one or two of our bedrooms to be a a resource and a help and a strength for um, somebody in need? Uh, Or am I the one in need? And um, how how do I even navigate what it looks like to find a place, to find home within a church, and to find home within uh, the, the structure of, of somebody's, of, a, of another brother or sister's home. Uh, what does that even look like? Can I even say yes to that? Um, I mentioned that I myself was the recipient of having the invitation to live with a couple of different families. And for me, as a guy coming out of the LGBT community, I especially needed that um, that home, that family, that sense of belonging uh, just to gain stability. And so I would really encourage you that if somebody is on a journey out of brokenness, out of um, addiction, out of confusion, again, don't just run off and make a decision by yourself that you're just going to welcome anybody in. Surround yourself with wise people, with godly people. I would love to see a church that, that encourages its people to consider this so that there's an entire community of, of people who uh, have some within it who are thinking this way. One of my favorite books that goes along with this topic uh, is by Rosaria Butterfield, and it's called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. I would encourage, if you have any interest in this topic whatsoever, get her book and read it. I mean, Rosaria is an amazing uh, woman. Her testimony of coming out of lesbianism, coming out of unbelief, and, and surrendering her life to Jesus is an amazing testimony. But her book that I would emphasize for this teaching is called, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. And it really does unpack that idea that we have to belong. And, um, and I would say, I would wanna emphasize that if you wanna help people within the LGBT community who are curious about Jesus, who have given their lives to him, and who are looking for something more than a Sunday morning message that's important but they're looking for something more than that it's it's really tough when you're coming out of a culture where you can go to bars or clubs or gatherings the lgbt community actually is a it, um they actually tend to care for one another and and just kind of have an open door policy uh where if you're if you're lonely if you want fellowship or whatever you just kind of drop in um and the church doesn't do that as well and so if you're interested in that, if you want to know how you can really support people coming out of different places of brokenness, gather a community around you, make sure that there's wisdom and support in what you're doing. Um consider in every case each person that you might be considering inviting into your home, pray over it, have um <clears throat> a dialogue with those uh, who are walking in a similar way around you, but Take, take the risk of, of, um, of doing that with real wisdom and real counsel. Uh, it's going to be a huge blessing, not only for that person, but if God is in it, it's also going to be a huge blessing to you as well as those opening up your doors. The truth is, and what goes right along with this need for, um, singles is the reality that there's an epidemic of loneliness. And that's not just a a COVID-19 issue. That was an issue long before COVID-19, which that only exacerbated, not just in the broader culture, but within the church as well. And it's not just singles who are lonely. There are plenty of married people. There's plenty of moms and dads that, that feel like their lives revolve only around, especially moms. Uh, revolve only around their little children and basically, you know, changing diapers and, and feeding. And it's, you know, wash, rinse, repeat all day long. And there's no real uh, connection outside of that. Well, what I'm talking about in terms of belonging and that sense of, you know, opening up our homes, it really is something that would be a blessing for everybody involved in that process. And it's something that, that I believe God calls us to in part. Um, in a way that's far more rich than what we typically experience in our very individualized American culture, uh, that that really would be a salve to our soul in terms of the loneliness that is oftentimes there. But you know, I, I also, I wanna acknowledge the fact that for some of us, the idea of opening up our home for someone to live with us is such a leap that, that we may just sort of dismiss that out of hand. Um, and, and if it is too much of a leap to start with, I get it. I mean, totally fine. I think there are definitely people, though, who who have um, a willingness to do that, that just haven't really given it that much thought. But there are others that it would be a big uh, jump for them, but a doable jump to open up a time in their home when people, they just have kind of an open door policy. Maybe it's uh, an open door policy with regard to a specific time. Maybe it's on um, Sunday afternoon for lunch. Like, hey, you know, we're going to invite a new family. We're going to invite several families. We're going to invite, ideally, some single people that don't really necessarily have a place to go to after church on Sunday. We're going to pick another time of the week or whatever, but we're going to open up our home and we're going to Put our toe in the water of um, meaningfully. Put our toe in the water of what it looks like to um, to be Jesus to one another in this space uh, that I feel like I can do right now, and uh, and and maybe it, for some that aren't even certain about open up opening up their home. And maybe for some who aren't yet sure about even opening up their home for a few hours, uh, maybe it's it, maybe what you could do is um, is go to somebody else's home where they're opening up their home, and you get a sense of what this could look like for you. But you also have the benefit of doing this. I'm just a firm believer. An absolutely firm believer that god's intention for community god's intention for fellowship and relationship goes way beyond and i mean way beyond what most of us are even uh in any way participating in either by receiving or by giving um in our current day americanized culture so Begin somewhere, start somewhere. Uh, Get Rosaria's book and start reading it. That'd be a great place to start for anyone and everyone. Get her book, start reading it, see what she's doing, see what she's recommending. And and as you're reading it, think through your own life, think through your own situation, think through what you can do to either um, participate with others in this or begin to form um, something yourself that you get to invite others into where they can experience a form of spiritual fathering, spiritual mothering, just being in a safe environment that maybe they've not known before. Thank you so much for joining us for this Love and Truth Network podcast. To listen to or watch future episodes, please check us out at loveandtruthnetwork.com forward slash podcast. Also, you can subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast. and we look forward to seeing you in a future episode.